Yo, 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 what's up, everybody? Thank you for tuning in to yet again another fantastic indie creator interview. It's your Caper Crusader Cody, and we are keeping it geekly with our returning guest, Aness, and our new friend, Dennis. We're here to break down Ethris and everything in between. Guys, welcome to the stream. I'm so excited to finally have this sit down. Aness, uh, this is what I think, uh, in, this is interview 264, so at least 220 interviews since our last sit down. Man, how the hell have you been? I'm good. I, I, it's been a very busy few months since we last chatted uh, about Eleutheromania. Uh, since then, I, you know, I put out Objects in the Mirror on Zoop, which was successfully crowdfunded. We ju I just sent out the digital copies for everyone who backed, and I'm printing it very soon, so I'm very excited about that. And uh, yeah, I, I got, um, I'm working on my graphic novel right now, Hummus, with a fantastic literary agency, and we're going to be pitching it to publishers very soon. So I'm very excited about that. We have Etheris, which is, you know, the main focal point <laughs> of my existence right now, which is coming out soon. And uh, yeah, another mini series in the works with Dennis as well. Wow, that is so cool. Dennis, the, you know, the man of the hour. I remember when Ines was talking about when we were first talking about this and meeting you and how excited he was for this project. And after having a chance to read this, holy crap, I am in love with it too. Your art is just amazing, man. Uh, how have you been? I've been good. I've been, uh, you know, really excited for the for the the, the launch of Etheris. It's 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 a dream come true for uh, the both of us actually. You know, to get a book published, which is just amazing. And uh, yeah, I've been um, you know trying to answer emails and uh, talk to people and you know get some uh, some new projects going. So. Uh, I've been good. Not sleeping a lot, but working hard. <laughs> hey, amen to that. I think we're all like chugging down the coffee today, right? <laughs> yeah. So, Ines. Yeah, Dennis uh, is going to be. Oh, go ahead. Dennis is going to be booked and busy this year. So, lots yeah, to look forward from him. With, with, a, with a, a brand new baby, too. That is such a. That has to be a hard juggle for you. Uh, yeah, I guess so. But, you know, uh, drawing comics doesn't really feel like uh, working to me. It, it gives me you know, energy, actually. And uh, so that really helps. Also, I just want to be, you know, able to tell my little daughter when she's older, like, your dad make com makes comics, you know? It's, <laughs> it's, uh, I, it's I, Yeah, you can say that right now, though, right? This book is coming out, what, March? Yeah. Yes. So uh, well, when is the final cut uh, cutoff date? For everyone watching right here is the link. Be sure to pre-order this today. Uh, get in on this because I think the, the final cutoff is uh, in February, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, last day of February, February 28th. It's a leap year, so get your orders in before that. So Aness, my man, I mean, the first time we talked, uh, it was about your self-published book. Almost, what, a year later, maybe give or take some months. Um, yeah. You, you are... Now you are getting published with uh, with a book. You have um, this one shot. This is a one shot, correct? Or is this going to be a series? Yeah, a so you have shot. this one shot with Dennis, another series with Dennis coming out, man. Uh, congrats on all your success. Uh, you've been putting so much work into it. I know how passionate you were from our first talk. So it's awesome to see that you've taken that passion and just ran with it. Thank you. It's been it's been a very long journey, but I I wouldn't have it any other way, honestly. We you know working with Dennis has been the most satisfying experience I've had in comics. It's just like, it's so good when you work with someone who just gets you immediately. And we just have this synergy when we're working together. Like we bounce each other, ideas off each other. We agree to everything. Like, you know, we always say like, we're on the same wavelength. And that's, mm -hmm. that's just been a very gratifying experience. So Absolutely. Dennis, this is your first comic. How does it feel 
to be published uh, with your first book. I remember when, you know, me and us were talking, that was his biggest thing. He, you know, he was saying he how bad he wanted to get this book published for you um, just because of, you know, it being your first work and everything you do. I remember the tweet that you, you know, you were like, this, I'm going to be taking my first dive into doing this full time. And it all came to fruition. This is surreal almost. It is surreal. It very much is. Um, I'm, I'm not from, from the U.S., obviously. Uh, so uh, when I was a kid, it was like... Uh, very much impossible to you know get into american comic books uh there was no uh there was a little bit of internet back then but not uh, to a gr degree where i could email like an editor or that would be like a ridiculous notion so yeah. uh i just uh spent my entire life i think just uh you know practicing uh, <laughs> reading books uh reading all types of books have changed my tastes a lot and i changed my style a lot and uh then uh, I got to a point where I uh, looked at my collection and there were, were some books that I picked up and was like, I think I could do this too. That's basically how I felt. Uh, and then some stuff happened uh, at my, my job at the time and then, uh, you know, in my personal life. And I was like, you know what? Screw it. I'm just going to go for it now. Um, so I made a little uh, Facebook account. I didn't have an account. And uh, there was this, uh, this page. Uh, for writers looking for artists, I think. Don't even yeah, remember connecting that. comic book writers and artists. Yeah. It's a Facebook Very messy Facebook group, but... Very messy. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, all right, if somebody wants to give me like a shot, then I'll just, uh, you know, I'm not going to be working for the big two immediately or anything. But if somebody wants me to give me a shot and I can practice, because that's what I wanted to do, then mm -hmm. uh, you never know. So I just uh, made a post. About me wanting to do some art uh, i think there was a link to my instagram page i have uh, no following on instagram still don't i don't understand uh the algorithm there but mm -hmm. uh, and uh and contacted me and uh he was like i love your style would you be willing to work with me and uh i was uh, like yes uh, but you know i i have no experience and uh but i really want to work hard and make it so and uh, you know get our books onto shelves because that that's my dream you know i want to be able to look at my book closet and be like i made that or mm -hmm. go to a comic book shop and be like i made that <laughs> uh, we shared that dream so we really worked hard for it so Ines, when yeah. you got that message how, how did you feel like did you know that was that that was the artist you were looking for right then and there so I contacted Dennis for Ultralife, the miniseries that we're working on together. Like, Etheris was not in the pipeline. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was deep working on Eleutheromania at that point, and I wanted to do Ultralife, and I thought his style was perfect for it. It still is. Obviously, we're working on it together. But then, like, as we were working on Eleutheromania, and, like, we, we became friends. We were chatting all the time. I was like, until we get to that point where we can actually pull off a full-on miniseries, I have this one shot, if you'd be interested... And I sent him the script and, you know, he, he really uh, liked it. So we made it happen. But like our very, my very first email to him was like the first eight pages of, for the first issue of Ultra Life with a full description of it. And it was like, that was the initial project that we were supposed to be working on together. Mm -hmm. Full circle moments, you know, we are again now. We're going to have to put a pin in that because I definitely want to talk a little bit about that too. <laughs> it sounds awesome. I'm very excited about it. Uh, but let's get to let's get to what we're talking about uh, today. So, speaking of story and concept, you know, can you give us a little bit about what this book is about? Okay, Dennis, you want to go for it? Sure. Uh, it's um, uh, you're better at, at this than, than I am, of course. <laughs> <laughs> well, you've heard me talk about it so many times. You can you can just bounce. You know, you can just yeah. take my words. 
Uh, well, the story is about my Val. Um, she wakes up from a, a disgusting rotten egg in the afterlife, and uh, she kind of has to, you know, journey through it and uh, find herself and confront herself and find out why she is there and, uh, you know, confront her sins and her past, basically. But I'm not very good with words, so why are you <laughs> pitching this to me? Uh, I think you're so doing a great sorry. job explaining it, to be honest. Well, I read the script, you know. So. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I know a little something. I know a little something. Okay. Uh, real quick, uh, we have a uh, real quick. We have a uh, Jason over on YouTube too. Uh, congrats on the book, uh, by the way, guys. Um, um, Jason from uh, Northern Blood as well. So, hey, Jason, welcome Jason. to the stream. How are you doing? Hi. Everyone else in the stream, be sure to check out the preview link right here. It is. Um, and be sure to pre-order pre this. You got about a month left. Um, jump in on it, and then it's coming out in March. So this book is amazing. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> um, yeah, for me, like I would say, it's it's really a journey about self-discovery and self-loathing. Uh, we all have you know, these thoughts in our heads that are like, that sabotage us as we go along in life. And I think it's very important that we face them head on. But in Valerie's case, the main character of this of this world that we built, she took to, a bit too long to confront those. And she ended up in this realm where she fully believes that she doesn't deserve anything good. So she ends up in this realm called Etheris, where souls go and they don't belong anywhere else. No heaven, no hell, no underworld, nothing. Mm -hmm. And she has to go through these, through these trials and tribulations that force her to confront her perception of herself and her reflection of who she thinks she is and really dive deep into who she is as a character in order to, to forgive herself for things that she doesn't even know what she did, you know, to just like confront that pain. And that pain comes a lot from trauma, really, like this self-loathing. It's, it's something that we, we gain as we, grow, as we go along in life. And when someone has been faced with such horrible conditions through their lives, they are bound to blame themselves for it. You know, the, yeah. you, eventually you're going to be like, I'm the problem. It's, it's you know, it's it's all because of me. You know, um, oh, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah, go, go, go. I was going to say, um, it. you know, I find it really interesting. Um, and I, I'm going to butcher the pronunciation. I'm really sorry. Uh, Luthermania um, was a, another awesome story about like self-discovery and journey, but breaking away from the chains. So I mm -hmm. thought like this, this story was really interesting um, in a sense where you're kind of like realizing like, you know, you need to confront some of those demons and, and, you know, take them head on instead of, you know, pushing them away. Um, yeah. And I, you know, when I was reading it, it was it was hard for me not to kind of think about how it might have been a metaphor for you. Like, you know, maybe for, for you know, like how Eleuthamania was like kind of like a story like from, you know, your own yeah. experience as well. I mean, it, it is because, um, you know, I chose the topic of, of death because it's something that's Sadly, you know, very close to heart and something that I've had to experience more so than, you know, maybe maybe other people have had to be coming from where I'm from. So, you know, being around death all the time growing up, it was something that you had to ask yourself, like, what's what comes after? You know, am I am I a good person? Am I going to go to heaven? Am I doing enough? Am I accomplishing enough in my life to leave something behind? So I really wanted to tackle those questions head on and also explore, you know, self-loathing and how, how, you know, your your perception of who you are really builds that idea of where you belong at the end yeah it felt like uh it it felt like a like a battle against like survivor's guild almost in essence it, it kind of is yeah <laughs> so dennis i mean you got some outstanding like art and colors in this like and this is your first book as an artist like man it's my it first the game. special art yes yes I've, I've been 
doing like artwork for uh, most of my life, of course, but this is the first uh, sequ sequential stuff. But I, I've read so much books that, you know, they're just imprinted in my brain. So I think um, I'm, I'm like a scholar on, <laughs> on uh, visual storytelling. <laughs> but, so you could read a million books, but that doesn't necessarily equate to having the talent to do it. You nailed it, man. You nailed it. I loved it. Can you give us a little bit about some of your techniques and, and uh, the different you know things you did uh, throughout this book? Right. Well, uh, this book specifically is, is very much about uh, uh, emotion and uh, the journey. And um, like an action book, I would tackle differently. But this one is really focused, uh, uh, as you mentioned, on, on like color and uh, like gradually changing color from page to page and fitting the moods uh, of that. So I really focused uh, on, on that, uh, which is very important. And uh, like I look at a lot of uh, concept art for video games, for instance, uh, where they like build these tiny uh, drawings, but they're like there's an epic scope in there. Or uh, mm -hmm. I look at um, old uh, vinyl records by psychedelic rock bands, weird <laughs> dreamscapes, and that's the stuff I was looking at. And uh, what what's very important to me is that it it looks uh, painterly, like um, I. I don't think a very hard style uh, as in line work would work in this book for instance uh it needs to be soft uh but that, that's just my opinion and uh, the light needs to be overwhelming and you need to be uh feeling the uh the uh, uh what's the word uh the, the the pressure and the darkness yeah uh, sometimes that's that's just really what i wanted to convey so that that is my uh main uh thing here it's 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 not like oh i uh i used the loomis method for heads or anything no, <laughs> I just to make a mood i really love the the color the color palette too it really like invoked a lot of emotion within myself when i was like examining the art and everything was there any particular reasons you want with these color palettes well just uh because i think they fit the mood yeah, yeah. That's, that's that is the actual reason like uh bright things do not work well with dark moods yeah mm -hmm. it's uh there, there's no very big theory about uh, behind it but um you know some some colors just convey moods uh, best uh, like when you look at um work of older masters like uh, there's these in in in, in dutch uh, painting you have a lot of uh, seascapes and they have these very dramatic clouds for instance yeah they all use sort of the same color palette so you you, you look at that you think why is this uh conveying the mood that it's conveying and it's mm -hmm. usually colors so um that is mostly my guide for what i pick in in the coloring uh, and i think coloring and um and pencils for me they go hand in hand so uh sometimes when i sent roughs over to Ennis, i was like this is probably scribbles to you but there's a plan here <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah it's, i asked because i asked because there was some really deep like yeah, uh, what, what what I take as um you know, items of symbolism within within this book and man I just you know I we won't talk about it um I know uh, we're getting a little too close to spoiler territory but it was just gorgeous real quick we have uh, particular planets uh, over on YouTube switching from Twitter to YouTube because Twitter stream was lagging anyway I'm really excited to read the comic already pre-ordered it awesome let's oh, go thank you let's go very excited about that now speaking of 
um, you know, just how things work together. What was this creative process like between you two? I mean, this was like the first time you guys worked together. Uh, and that's, I know you previously have worked on a comic. Uh, Dennis, this was your first time working on a book uh, like this. So what was that like for you guys just starting out? Um, I, you know, as, as always, like whenever I, I start a creative partnership with anybody, I'm, I'm always bringing in a partner. I'm not bringing in just someone who's going to be there as a work for hire. I don't want to just someone to do work for hire work. I want them to be passionate about the project and I want them to really be involved in the creation of it. So I gave my script over to Dennis. It was, you know, it was detailed. There was, you know, every panel had an angle, had a shot, had a, you know, a, a theme. And I was like, this is all like, here it is, but you do you. Like, I don't, I don't care if you want to change everything, go for it. Like, I trust your vision. And there were lots of changes that were made, you know, by Dennis. And I, that I think were for the best, of course, because at the end of the day, his vision really matters to me. And I mm -hmm. think we, you know, collaboratively, we were, we worked together really well on that because uh, I, 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 you know, I, I come from a very like film background. So I, I, you know, my shots are very cinematic in that sense. And this book kind of required a different approach to really convey the emotions. And I think Dennis just nailed that on the head. Like there's this, the splash pages that we worked on together. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, dude, it was gorgeous. Yeah, there. Okay, so every few pages, uh, there's a splash page with like an entire poem fit on it, and these splash pages kind of convey Valerie's memories, and we really wanted to make sure that each one of them stood out. And there's the one with the glass um, that Dennis was like the, the brain behind, really, and just it was a gorgeous collaboration. I have I'm over to you, Dennis. I'm <laughs> <laughs> playing a little bit of on-air chicken. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, our collaboration was like, we've become very good friends. Uh, we talk on a daily basis. And uh, also, um, when you work with people, sometimes uh, you just do the work and uh, you, you try to communicate and you're like, can we change this? And then two or three days later, you get something back, yes or no, or could we do this? Or you talk it over. <laughs> and we just, it was just like we were sitting in the same room together. Mm -hmm. over, over text just you know uh, this this would look better so sometimes i had two different sketches and i was like well, you know what what do you think about this sometimes there was uh i saw the script and i was getting to that page and i would i would tell him um hey what do you think about like in t just dramatically changing this because i feel like this would work better or convey this or that better and we'd be like yes or no and we, but it was just very we hyped each other up the hell up, you know? And it's not just, Rightfully so, though. Yeah, and we were like, okay, uh, for me and, and for us both, I think, I just wanted to, it to be the best it could be because we wanted to make a book that we would be proud of and hopefully publishers would be like, all right, let's try and give these guys a chance. That's, that's you know, very important to us too. Uh, not the most important. We just want people to read it and make comics, but... Uh, we we were talking so much to each other. And we really felt um, pretty confident. We boost each other's confidence a lot, mm -hmm. I think. And we hype each other up constantly. Like on Twitter, too. Uh, everything on us posts, I'll repost it. We're <laughs> <laughs> just very good friends. It's not a collaboration yeah. with us. We're just friends. Yeah, mostly, like, I can I can wholeheartedly say I am Dennis's number one fan. Like, I will be sitting there in the bleachers with, like, a, you know, uh <laughs> that's the big thumb mm -hmm. just cheering him on oh my forever. god i know dude i said your prince like whenever i see him i'm like dude why does he have to live like another whole country away 
Like, oh man, the the Batman one you did was just so gorgeous. I I can't. I have a spot on my wall reserved for it. It's it's, it's actually reserved for it. So we have uh, p uh peculiar planets. I'm curious to know where Ines and Dennis get their inspiration from, not just for the story, but also for their other work. Um pain <laughs> that's, that's... <laughs> you, gotta, you gotta suffer a little bit to get on my level yeah like honestly i you know for me making comics and writing is just very cathartic so i always put in as much pain and trauma as i can possibly into these pages and i'm like let me inflict it onto everyone reading that's that's all i can say mm -hmm. um <laughs> yeah i don't know i can't write from a happy place it's very hard for me to to write a happy story like I, any story that I, I write, no matter what genre it is, if it's fantasy, if it's sci-fi, there's always some really dark twist there. Like yeah. I was just telling Dennis yesterday about a story that I'm, I'm, I came up with an idea for it, and uh, it was like, oh, of course, like it has to end that way. It has to be, you know, it has to be very dark. <laughs> it's like, yeah. can't you be happy a little bit? Can't this, you know, the protagonist just be a little happy? <laughs> nope. It's gotta be tragic. <laughs> See, I even have like a comedy, like romantic comedy book that I'm, I want to work on someday, which is like very sci-fi, very, very romantic, very funny, but it ends in tragedy as well. Like th th there has to be like a, you know, a sad ending. I can't make you have a happy ending. I just, I just can't. So Dennis, you have such a unique style, Um, you know, in, in yourself. Uh, what, what's some of your inspirations as well? Well, first of all, thank you. <laughs> That is a, a big compliment for me. That is uh, important because uh, that was a, it, what I always tell myself. If I would have started uh, trying to get into comic books earlier, I would have probably copied other people more. And uh, there's always the imposter syndrome, like uh, I can't, I can't draw this or I can't draw that or I'm not as good as person X or Y. And that's still, that's still here. But I've, I've come to a place where I'm like, okay, this is how I draw. And I'm going to focus on the stuff I need, think I need to improve on. But this is how I draw. And I, I love artists that are distinct, that mm -hmm. you can just tell it's them. Uh, I've researched how to pronounce his name, so this should be right. I love uh, Chris Bacciolo, for, for instance, and I love the span of his career. Um, how he started at uh, Shade the Changing Man, then went over to uh, Generation X, for instance, then went on to the X-Men books, and then, mm -hmm. you know... And, uh, you can just tell uh, whenever there's a new book out, it's his, you know, it's his style. And there's a lot of comic books that look kind of similar, which is fine because that's just the, the comic book style, I suppose. But I love it when it's uh, distinct a lot. Um, so what I tend to do is um, nowadays you can just look up stuff. You can watch uh, Instagram reels and stuff. But I also uh, like to uh, collect uh, books by artists uh, which feature their processes. I watch a lot of that, uh, and I don't. You, I used to emulate them, but now I just try to see how their brain functions. Like, if they have a hand, what is the construction they use, mm -hmm. and uh, I, I try to uh, translate that into how I do hands. You know, instead of how they do hands. That's a, that's a very big difference, uh, at least mentally. So uh, that is basically how I work nowadays. Uh, I don't. I can't really uh, tell you one or two artists that are my main influences but uh just try to take away from uh, everything i see uh that does not uh it, it's not only comics it's it's uh like a, a book cover artists or uh concept art for games like i said uh, um just uh, general media sci-fi flicks whatever just if i see something interesting then i try to mm -hmm. think about how to draw that if i can 
blows my mind that he has imposter syndrome. Blow it just like pff, blows it out of orbit because your art is just phenomenal, man. I, I I I see big things coming for you both within you know 2023, 2024, man. Um, we have Jason over on uh, YouTube. Shade the Changing Man was the reason I started writing comics. So had a little bit of love for Shade. Uh, in chat as well so uh picked up by source point press can you guys give us a little bit about um you know that as well how did how did you know how did that go for you when you first submitted uh so we submitted to a bunch of publishers <laughs> as one does and uh we were giving time for like you know for to hear back so we didn't want to like you know throw our hooks in too many ponds and then risk not getting picked up at all so we decided to go at it like one by one Mm -hmm. uh we we you know we pitched to some big names and you know we didn't hear back of course because at the end of the day this it's it, it, this industry is based on connections and names and how big you are how big of a following you have so it's understandable it's it's you know unfortunate but it's understandable but eventually like i i asked around a lot about different publishers that could that would be more than happy to publish a newcomer onto the scene and my options were between like SourcePoint, Scout, Band of Bars. Like I thought about a lot about what different publishers I could I could go to. And at the end of the day, I felt like looking at their catalog, SourcePoint was the right fit for this book mm -hmm. because they're not afraid to like really push the, the boundaries and like put out something really weird out there. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we pitched, we submitted uh, just like through their submission forum on their website, and we heard back in no time. Wow. Um, <laughs> yeah. Josh the probably picked it up and was like, like "This is fire." <laughs> yeah, they, they loved it, but they were like, um, this was back in August. Uh, they loved it, but they said that they are completely full for 2023. Like, they don't have a slot for our book, so they don't know when it would come out. And I was really hoping to, to have the book out in November, because mm -hmm. Dennis had a con in Netherlands, and I really wanted like to have our books there. So eventually, we were just sitting there not knowing when the book would come out. And then luckily, one of the books that they had for the for the you know catalog kind of dropped out or like they, they didn't manage to get it happen on time. And so we got that slot and it was March 22nd. Meant to happen. Meant to happen. That yep. is so awesome. Congratulations, you both. Everyone that is watching, you have the opportunity to pre-order this. Right here is the link to check it out. Um, Please share that on Facebook and Twitter too. Anywhere you can put a social link. Um, we would love to see it there. Uh, word of mouth is 100% free and getting this as to as many people as possible is what we're trying to do today. So, uh, Anas, Dennis, it's not just you two on this book. Uh, can we give a shout out to the rest of the creative team? Absolutely. Um, I cannot sing Michelle's praises enough. Michelle Abinader <laughs> created the uh, Color of Always anthology and the Swat Cow uh, sort of... Sort, um, Gosh, I always, you know, I've been saying the acronym for so long. I literally forgot the actual the time, name. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's catchy though. Yeah, it's, it's a mouthful. But, you know, Michelle, uh, having her on this book has been a, a gift. And knowing her has been a gift as well. We became very good friends over the course of working on this book together. She really brought a lot of good creative insights to storytelling that I needed. Uh, she helped me, like, tune up the story a lot, make it more punchy, uh, have every really every sentence land the right way and she really put a lot of input onto the lettering as well like where we should place some some sentences how they should flow and i thought like work, working with her was amazing she's also going to be editing the book that we're working on together as well with dennis so i'm keeping this team forever like this is my yeah. these are my people <laughs> now, you know so real, real quick question though um there was some poetry in this like how was that uh working around with her like uh did you see a lot of changes with that or uh, did everything uh, fit pretty well 
I had uh, a less than savory experience with, with someone editing my poetry before, which really like, um, well, this was for Objects in the Mirror. Mm-hmm. And I felt like my voice was taken away. You know, poetry at the end of the day is very subjective. Yes. There is no correct way to go about writing poetry. And my poetry, as I've always said, is inspired by Arabic poems, uh, with, with our, which are heavy on rhyme and rhythm and weight. And English poetry, contemporary poetry at least, is very loose. It's very mm-hmm. like prose-ish. So when I was working on the poems with her, she was like very insistent, like, no, this is your voice. I'm not taking it away. We literally changed, I think, maybe two words in the entire poems. Out of all the five poems, maybe like two words were changed just to like make it punchier. But that was it. She she like, she loved what I was working on. And that that's the thing that she wanted that what brought her to the book is that I I shared what we were working on, and she loved it so much. And I was like, come on board then. Like you know, I <laughs> like she was passionate about the project as much as we are, and I think that's very important. You know, um, I really appreciate that explanation too because I would have never considered the fact that there would be like a different cadence. Um, because, you know, English isn't your your native language, you know, so mm-hmm. everything you learned uh, is going to be a little bit different than what we're used to. So uh, that's a yeah. whole different, like, new, like, way to look at things in a, a perspective. Man, this has been such an awesome sit down. I appreciate you two coming on here and breaking down um, everything. That, man, and I love getting you back on in us. And Dennis, this is, you know, I've been waiting to have a chance to kind of have a face-to-face with you as well. So um, yeah. outside of Etheris, you guys are working on a uh, another series? Yes. Uh, Dennis, take it away. Oh, are, am, I, am I supposed to talk about that? <laughs> yeah, we're Do doing, you uh, we're doing uh, uh, a new miniseries. Um, gee, th- this is hard for me to explain. I'm not the writer here. Uh, <laughs> so each, each issue has a, has, a, has, a, has a different story, but it's all set in uh, the same uh, world. Yes. Uh, but they're not coinciding necessarily. They're different uh, at different times, uh, different characters. Um, I don't know how much I can spoil about this, actually, uh, but it, it's very different from Ethers. It's uh, it has a lot more uh, sci-fi stuff going on, and it's uh, a lot darker as well. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, the title that we're uh, we're going with is Ultralife, which is kind of basically afterlife, but the F is an L, and uh, there's a slash there in the middle, like there's a forward slash. So Ultralife is a five-issue anthology. Mm-hmm. Um, each taking place in a world where reality has been confirmed to be a simulation Ooh. and just different stories within from the within that world where people are reacting to this information how their lives were changed forever so we have one that's like a nuclear family a very classic you know 1950s stepford nuclear you know household and how they're engaging with this information um there's a there's a story about a woman who decides to go after the scientists who made this revelation to the, who basically brought down the entire, you know, world. Um, there are stories that are set deep into the future after this revelation, after like society has completely collapsed and nature has overrun the planet and like taken it over again. And there are so many, like there are so many different stories. They're all about the human condition and how you would react to such tragedy and such, you know, horrible events going on. Mm-hmm. But at the core of it, it's just, the world is a simulation. Nothing we do is real. Nothing we do matters. Fuck it. <laughs> Man, I am in love. And Ness, I know you're a gamer too. So I, I, I'm feeling a little bit of, a, what is it? Horizon uh, Zero Dawn? Uh, like where uh, nature overtakes? You know, I would say the the, the fifth, the, the, the story with the nature overtakes, I was really, I was inspired by the, 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 the scenery of Horizon mm-hmm. and a little bit of like Last of Us Part 2. Ooh, yeah, yeah let's like go. Yeah, like when they go to Detroit and like it's it's all overrun with like, you know, trees, trees and plants. And there's also this, um, 
Kipo, uh, the animated series on Netflix. Yes. My daughter that is in love like, with that show. Dude. Yes. <laughs> the I really want to tell the, the bug that gets like super buff and then every time he like sheds his skin. Yes. Yes, that is so the cool. World building in that show and like the the way how nature really took over society again, like reclaimed the cities. I love that vision, that, that those visions, and I really wanted to incorporate that into the book. That is so. And Dennis, I bet this is you're just like you can't wait. This sounds like right up your alleyway. Yeah, this is uh, right up my alleyway. I have uh, <laughs> some projects going on right now, which I need to finish, uh, and then I'm I'm you know uh, heading into this, and we we're hoping to bring that to uh, the people. Uh, people. <laughs> <laughs> oh that is so cool so i think right now it is time for us to come to uh, our favorite part of the show and that's where i get to ask you guys for a little bit of advice for anyone who might be watching that is new to the the industry you know uh whether it's writing or whether it's art or anything in between so for anyone who is just getting started with comics and maybe having a little bit of trouble getting getting going um what type of advice would you offer offer them um just to help them get going you know and uh, you're the writer and dennis you're, you're the artist so um you know if the one was trying to be a, a writer and the one was trying to be an artist uh, what would you guys say that's wow, hard we're newcomers too remember you know <laughs> well so what worked best for you though you got a book published right now for your first book man yeah i think uh you need to have uh some form of confidence you <clears throat> i mean you there's always self-doubt and uh that's okay you, you must have self-doubt or else you're gonna be arrogant but you need to be uh confident but i also think you need to be have some uh humility do not pressure people too much into reading your stuff mm -hmm. uh, that is very important i i think um let it come to you be 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 true to yourself that's, that's basically life lessons not even <laughs> artist uh, things I, I can't really comment on people's uh, art techniques i think uh, every you know if you're uh, a beginner you can still make a good comic i don't feel like you need to be very uh skilled in a traditional sense to make a good comic so i, I, I there's you know practice a lot and uh you know don't be an asshole that's basically <laughs> my best well, advice <laughs> art's like one of those things where um the beauty of it is the more you do it the better you get right like you just got to keep keep doing it keep making art and eventually you'll get where you want to get uh, it's just a bit of a hot topic nowadays, but yes, of course, you need to practice. <laughs> you need to hold your skills if you want to be at a certain level of technique, but uh, also you don't, you, you shouldn't be afraid to put your stuff out there. That's that's mm -hmm. also very uh, important. So, Ines, for someone who's uh, looking to get right, you know, started with their first script or writing, what what advice would you have for them? Um, find your community. Uh, like feedback from your peers is honestly the most important thing i've gotten so much better just showing my, my my stuff to my friends and hearing back from them and seeing how they would change it i could disagree all i want you know but at the end of the day having that that feedback is very important if you're not if you're just starting out finding your community finding peers in this indie scene people who are just starting out just like you you could bounce ideas off each other you could help each other out you could help each other grow it's extremely important i can say like confidently i would not be where i am without the friends that i made along the way so Maybe Etheris and, was the friend you made along the way. Yeah, oh, yeah. And <laughs> man, you've really uh, kind of broke out of your show with writing too. Like this Etheris feels like you've got so much more involved with like your writing and just like letting yourself kind of kind of go with it, you know? You know, I saw like the reaction that Eleuthermania and Objects in the Mirror got and I knew that I could get weird with it. I knew I could get away with it. <laughs> I knew I could get like with a very, away with very dark stuff and so I was like you know let me just put it lay it all out there on the table. Like he, he no like more... unzips his skin suit takes it off yeah. he's like let's get ready. 
<laughs> no more finding ways with metaphors and abstract imagery. Like this is pain and you're going to experience it to the fullest. No, that is so awesome. And that's Dennis. Thank you so much for swinging by and hanging out with us. Everyone watching right here is the link one last time. Be sure to pre-order this while you still can. Uh, I had the chance to read it and I loved every single page. With that being said, it is time for us to wrap up. I hope you all have a lovely Saturday afternoon, but most importantly, guys, keep it geekly.